is August 29th, 2021. Welcome to the Cardi Show. I'm Brent Cardi. Glad to have you aboard. I want to thank Joe Tilly for his time and uh, energy uh, for his assistance on last week's podcast. Joe was fantastic as always. Check out the Joe Tilly Sports Podcast. A ton of great guests that uh, he gets to interview every week. And uh, I'm all for supporting local podcasts, so have at it and have fun. This week, let's start with last week in baseball. And for the first time this season, we are starting to see some of these races become a little more determined. In the AL East, the Rays now have a five-game lead on the Yankees. The rest of the East has fallen behind. Boston continues to tread water. The Jays have lost their bats. The Rays also have the best record in the American League. Raise your hand if you thought that was going to happen. I don't know how we keep underestimating what this club can do, but its uh, I don't know why we keep becoming surprised every year. If they keep this up, they're going to find themselves to have home field advantage until at least the World Series. The Yankees are on fire. They lost uh, yesterday to the Athletics, uh, but with the way Tampa's been playing, their their recent winning streak it just may be May just be for the wild card, for the first wild card. The White Sox were in Toronto this week, and uh, they're well on their way to claiming the AL Central Division title. Man, I know Tony La Russa is old school, but sometimes he can be a dick. The way he talks to people, the way he shows guys up, I, I never liked that even back in the old days when he used to manage. That that never watched for me. If you're going to go off on somebody and go off you know, in private, don't show him up. He's not showing you up. That was a young catcher who had 26 games into the big leagues. Uh, I thought that was a little bit ridiculous, to be honest. The Astros continue to build their lead in the West to six and a half games. The A's are still in the wild card hunt. They're about four back now. Chris Bassett, their starting pitcher, took a hell of a shot this week, and it's great. I'm glad to see that uh, he's doing okay. The Mariners added Sean Doolittle to their bullpen. Don't sleep on them just yet. They're now five and a half out, though. That could be interesting. The Braves have added to their lead in the National League East to five and a half. And as I record this, it's crazy how bad it's gotten for the Mets. Just crazy. They had injuries. They had um, an opportunity to run away with the East when DeGrom was pitching. And now they got Conforto back. They got McNeil and Nimmo back. And nothing. You know, I know DeGrom's been hit and miss. I know Syndergaard's been out. And they didn't really add anything. I mean, they added Rick Hill at the trade deadline. But he is 42 years old. Right, and I'm not trying to criticize because of the man's age, because I still think he's very effective, but uh, it's not really making a difference. The Giants have a two and a half game lead on the Dodgers from the last time we spoke in the National League West. I know I skipped over the Central because there's nothing to talk about. The Brewers are continue to cruise their way to a Central Division title. Now the Cincinnati Reds are holding the second wild card spot, two game lead as of today over the Padres. They don't seem to be looking back. Not the way that team is playing. And I said this last week and I'll say it again. If you're the Dodgers, I want nothing to do with Cincinnati. Nothing to do with them because they are a team that has nothing left to nothing to lose. They're not supposed to be there. Right? So that's going to be interesting. Joey Votto has been phenomenal. What else can we say? And uh, a lot of discussion. And we'll get into that about Joey Votto maybe going to Cooperstown. It's uh, pretty interesting. You put up Votto and Walker. You put their stats. And Votto's not done yet. That's the other part. He's got a couple good years left in him. So that'll be interesting. Before we go into uh, take a trip over to Tweet City, the announcement that you've all been waiting for that I've hung over your head the past couple weeks. I have now joined the Jays Journal family. Yes, I have uh, put my first article, Peace Daily Resistance, 
their resistance. I'm screwing that up. Uh, about Buck and Pat. When they're done, they should be in St. Mary's when they finish up their career. So go over to Jay's journal. I pinned that to uh, the top of my Twitter feed as well, at Cardi Show It Up. Give it a look, and I'd love to hear what you think. So Jay's journal, thank you to Chris and Tyson and everybody for the warm welcome as well. Chris Henderson, uh, of course, was on the podcast not too long ago, and uh, he's always a great guest. Now, let's go to what I like to call Tweet City. So... What I have done on my Twitter feed at Cardi Showed Up is I have retweeted tweets that I have found interesting, uh, tweets that are points of discussion. Uh, you know, they're not bad takes, or I'm not, you know, going to shit on somebody's take. Fascinate me, you know, all that kind of stuff. So let's get going here. Michael Breitling, I think he's from Europe, he's tweeted out at Willie Kenyatta, your boy front and center on this mug. And what it is, it's. Uh, a mug of the 1993 AL Champions player roster. So it's not a mug. It's pretty cool. You see the coaches, uh, Bob Baylor, Galen Sisko, Rich Hacker, and uh, Willie Cagnotti. I totally forgot Willie was on that team. Jack Morris, Darnell Coles, Alfredo Griffin, of course, is on that team as well. He was actually the guy in the on-deck circle uh, when Joe Carter hit that home run. So that's kind of interesting. Um, Cincinnati Reds tweeted out Joey Votto is now tied with Johnny Bench for third on the Reds career runs scored list since 1900 with 1091. You can add that to one of the many reasons why Joey could be going to Cooperstown uh, in the future. Same area is a, is a given. I know if I go into Scott Crawford's office, he's already got the plaque chiseled out. Um, how many times has he won that Tip O'Neill award, by the way? I believe it's seven. So... That's something to think about. Uh, it's great to see Joey having a great time. Ben Nicholson-Smith from Sportsnet. At B. Nicholson-Smith on Twitter. He's got a newsletter he prints out. He threw in some stats about games remaining and the percentage for the Blue Jays to make the playoffs. According to Fangraphs, the Blue Jays now have a 16.8% chance of reaching the playoffs, down from 42.5% just last week. That's crazy. Um, the Athletics now the second AL wildcard team. Now, this is a few days ago, August 20th. So that's almost nine days ago. So 16.8% now for the Jays. you got to think it's under 10. Uh, to reach 92 wins, the Jays would ha- need to win 29 more games. Now, let's do that math right now. As I have the stats in front of me, 67. So they would have to win 25 more games. Uh, 128. You've got... 33 games remaining, I believe. 34. So you would have to go 25 and 9 to get 92 wins. Folks, the Blue Jays in the playoffs are not happening. I don't care if they've got games against the Orioles left. I don't care about the Twins. I think the Twins are honestly going to give them the run for their money. They're going to come close, but unfortunately, I think this team is going to fall short. It is what it is. Oh, and by the way, so September 13th, Fans now can have to be, if I understand this correctly, have to be vaccinated and have to show a rapid test. And this apparently is in order to increase attendance. I just think that's ludicrous. Sorry, I do. Um, People have now showed that they cannot be trusted. You look behind home plate. There's no social distancing. There's no masking. And I know I'm going to take shit for this and that's fine. But this is the wrong call. This is the wrong call, um, especially with the way the case counts are coming up in Ontario. So you can disagree with me till you're blue in the face, but I am not moving on this stance. And there's also no reason why the 500 level should not be open. You know, if you don't come to a game with people, there's no reason why you should be beside them. 
right? If they're not in your group of people, if they're not in your bubble or whatever the hell you want to call it. But the mask I'm wearing just drives me nuts. Drives me nuts and I know I'm not the only one. No, I'm not the only one. Talked about the MLB salary floor uh, last week and uh, it's now kind of becoming a joke. It may not happen. I don't know if it's going to be a debate that uh, happens when the uh, CBA negotiations occur. We'll see what happens. Uh, August 21st, Kevin Glue, our friend from Cooper's Towners in Canada. You follow Kevin at Coop in Canada on Twitter. Read that man's blog. It's legendary. August 21st, Pat Tabler. Hey, Pat Tabler is in my first article on Jay's Journal. Makes his MLB debut with the Cubs. Started at second base. Went one for four. And uh, got a single off Tom Griffin. How about that? The no-good dastardly Ari Shapiro. At Ari underscore Shapiro. Ari Shapiro.ca, of course. Tweeted out, Charlie Montoyo did a fine job looking after the Blue Jays when there were zero expectations, but now it's time to find a real MLB manager. Now, here's my thing, and Ari's not the only one to bring this up. You've, you know, you just type in Charlie Montoyo, and there's a whole bunch of people that take issue for the work that he's done. Charlie, I think, isn't perfect. I think he's got a lot to work on. There was a point yesterday, uh, Jay's Tigers, when Manoa threw a pitch, and I think it was one of the Castros that stuck their knee out and got hit. The umpire wrote Castro uh, first base. Manoa goes up to the plate and says, well, what do you mean? Uh, The knee was out there, you know, he leaned into the plate, and it was getting a little ugly for a minute. If I see my pitcher knowing how tax my bullpen is approaching the whole plate umpire, I am sprinting out there to get in the umpire's grill, right? Like, I am not letting my starting pitcher, who can go six, seven innings, because that's what Manoa has done, get tossed out of the game for something silly like that. Charlie's got to get in front of that stuff. He's got to get a little more excited. He's too nice sometimes. But do I think Charlie's a real MLB manager? I do. I absolutely do. The guy's won at all levels. I think the problem is, is his coaching staff. Pete Walker and Charlie work very well together. Charlie's seen what Pete can do. Pete's work has been phenomenal since Charlie took over. Look what he's done with Robbie Ray. Look what he's done with Steven Matz. Look what he's done with Ross Stripling. Guys now want to play in Toronto to work with Pete Walker. We can put Jay Happ on that list as well. And I know he'll figure out where you. I think part of that's with Jansen uh, in a comfort level. So we know Pete Walker is a good coach. I don't know what Dave Hudgens does. Dave Hodgins is supposed to be the bench coach, but I see more interaction between John Schneider and Charlie Montoyo acting more as the bench coach. I don't know if you guys are picking up on that. So is uh, is it, you know, are they keeping Dave Hodgins there because they think he's a, a quality control coach? Do, are they keeping him there because, you know, he was with the Astros when they were putting this in air quotes good? I don't know, but I don't see a lot of interaction. And I don't think Dave coming to Toronto was Charlie's choice. I think that was a front office decision. I think it was a front office decision to make Guillermo Martinez the hitting instructor. And for anybody who knows me and has listened to this podcast, I think Guillermo is a little bit too young to be working with major league players. I, you know, I understand the whole dynamic of uh, how do I put this without getting myself in shit. He speaks Spanish, right? And Guerrero and Hernandez and uh, Gurriel and Espinel all, you know, are Spanish players. But here's the thing. You need a guy that is a good hitting coach right now. 
the results, this, there's no reason why this team should be as stone cold as they are when it comes to offense. And I said that in 19, 20, I, I wasn't judging anybody on their work in 2020. This year, this team is stone cold. I think they got to make a change in the hitting coach role. Same with Budzinski. How many times have we seen these outfielders make mistakes? We've seen Guriel do it. We've seen Josh Palacios do it. We've seen Randall Grichuk have some horrendous routes as well. How many years did it take Teoscar to figure out how to play the outfield? Budzinski, again, worked with Ross Atkins. That's not a Charlie Montoyo decision. So if you give Montoyo the ability to pick his own coaches, I think this team is fine. I don't think there's camaraderie. I know Charlie and Louis Rivera, they used to play together with the Expos. So there's some familiarity there. So I have a hard time pinning all of this on Charlie Montoyo. That's my thought anyway. Marcus Simeon, Robbie Ray, there's a couple here. Josh Goldberg, uh, our buddy from uh, Blue Jays Talk. What does Marcus Simeon's next contract look like? Is he getting a five-year deal from someone? Uh, yes, I do. I do believe that because Simeon is uh, a guy who can play shortstop. He can play two premium positions. He can hit for power. He hit for power when he played in Oakland. He hit for power when he played in Chicago. Those are big ballparks. He's now got 32 home runs going into play today, and he's a good teammate. And one of the most, uh, the best things about Simeon that you really a lot of people don't have anymore is he wants to be in the lineup for 162 games. Not a lot of guys want to play 162 games. That's my thought anyway. Could be wrong on that. Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame has a new website. So uh, Google Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame, click on their website. That'd be awesome. It's, it looks beautiful. It looks great. Elvin, Elvis Luciano got released. He's now a free agent. How about that? Let's see, what else do we got here? Ms. M. Bobby Dave at Easton Well 902. Why haven't the Blue Jays signed Aaron Sanchez to a minor league contract? I don't think Aaron Sanchez wants to sign a minor league contract. I still think Aaron wants to sign a major league contract. His agent, Scott Boris, probably won't let him. They may have to figure that out. Aaron's stuff is great. It always has been. It's been the injury history. And could we see Nate Pearson looking for a minor league contract when his time's up? I don't know. I mean, at some point, you got to figure Pearson throws 103. He throws some really good breaking stuff. Is that enough to get 21 outs every five days? The answer to that, I think, is no, because I think Jacob deGrom is one of a kind. I don't think there's ever another pitcher or will be like Jacob deGrom. But deGrom has had his share of injuries as well. So you might be looking at Nate Pearson and Jordan Romano in the back end of the bullpen. And I would be okay with that, wouldn't you? You put in Julie and Merriweather to spell them off because obviously you don't want guys pitching two days in a row. I think Pearson's a closer, folks. They need to figure it out. They really do. Uh, we talked uh, with Joe last week about the 1983 uh, Blue Jays. There's an article out there by uh, Blue, Ga- Blue Jays Aggregator. Sporting News put it out. That time, Tippy Martinez picked off three Blue Jays in one inning during the 1983 playoff race. Good times. That must have been frustrating. I wasn't there for that. Here's the other thing that uh, Ben Nicholson-Smith put out. Uh, he was on Tim and Friends talking about how much the Blue Jays will have to spend to keep Ray and Simeon. In fairness, didn't read the article, but I think Right now, Simeon and Ray are making $26 million. You're going to double that. Toronto's payroll for 2021 was $151 million. So, if we look towards 2022, we take out Tanner Roark's $12 million. That puts you at, what, $139? Um, you take off Kirby Yates' $5, $134. Matt's is a free agent, $129. Uh, who else? Tulo, I think. 
his contract's done, so that's 124. So yeah, you're going to be looking at 170 if you keep Ryan Simeon. You're also looking to add another starter and some bullpen help and a third baseman. So that's going to take your payroll over $200, and then you're going to get hit with a luxury tax. And we all know living in Canada, we don't love to get screwed by taxes. So I don't see the Blue Jays keeping both. If I were to guess, I think they're going to keep Robbie Ray. I think they're going to give him a five-year deal at about 23, 24 million a year. Why not? The way the guy's deserted, he looks phenomenal. I think Simeon's going to hit free agency and get his deal elsewhere. Calvin Biggio is going to move to second base because you can't have Biggio play third. So Biggio moves back to second. You could have a lefty-righty platoon with either Biggio and Kevin Smith or Espinal. And there's a lot to like about Espinal. I'll get to that in a minute. And then you got to figure out third base. You're going to probably look to for a guy. I should maybe pull up my 2022 free agents. But you're going to look for a player that wants to be in Toronto for two to three years. Because that's when Jordan Groshans is going to going to come up and play third base right you with me okay let's have a look at third baseman uh lots of second baseman lots of shortstops Baez, Correa, freddie galvis freddie galvis trevor story i don't know if trevor story is going to get his deal chris taylor that is a guy i want to sign he is just phenomenal. Uh, third baseman, Aaron Otto, can opt out of remaining years of his contract. Chris Bryant. You think the Jays will get Chris Bryant? Matt Carpenter has an $18.5 million vesting option. I'd like to see Eduardo Escobar come to the Blue Jays and play at third base. Kyle Seeger is also a free agent. Eric Sogard. They're listing Sogard as a third baseman. That's interesting. Todd Fraser's not coming back. Mikel Franco probably will stay with the Orioles. But uh, so yeah, I think Seager could be a guy. But I like Eduardo Escobar. You give him a three-year deal. I think he'd be good. He's 33. Might want a little more. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, we talked about um, designated hitters as well. Nick Castellanos could be a guy that can come back and play third. Starting pitchers. If there is one I could pick out. Kevin Gosman. That guy's been phenomenal. I don't know if his stuff plays well in the ALE, so Clayton Kershaw is also a free agent. Merrill Kelly's 32? That's crazy. Steven Matz, we mentioned, is a free agent. Charlie Morton, maybe he comes back, gives him another year. James Paxton's going to look to probably sign a minor league deal, I think. Carlos Rodon is going to get paid. Max Scherzer, maybe he can come to Toronto a one-year deal. Stroman's not coming back. Syndergaard's not coming back. Verlander, who knows about that. Michael Walker, Adam Rain, Wayne Wright. I take a flyer on Alex Wood. I think. Uh, relievers, Cam Bedrosian could be a guy. Boxberger, Brad Brock, couple guys have had great ALE success. Uh, are they the same guys? I don't know. Chris Davinsky would be an interesting piece. Wade Davis as well. He's kind of getting older. Kenley Jansen, I'd throw a boatload of money to. David Phelps, I would bring him back and hopefully he can stay healthy. Danny Winkler too. He'd be an interesting guy. Uh, left-handed relievers. Aaron Loops uh, had a decent year for the Mets. He might get a good look. Justin Wilson as well. Brad Hand. <sighs> Poor Brad Hand. So, uh, there's that. Somebody's calling me. Who is it? Oh, declined. So, that's that. So, uh, that's going to be it for today's edition of the Cardi Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, you can follow me at Cardi Show It Up. I'm Brent Cardi. We'll talk to you next week. Wow, wow.